You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now locked and loaded for daily fantasy glory. DFS Lineup Lock, sponsored by DailyRoto.com, begins now. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Lineup Lock Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata on a football Friday ahead of the uh, best weekend in all of football, the divisional round. We're going to get you ready with a DFS lineup to win a little bit of cash here in the new year. We're also going to keep you abreast of what you need to win a little bit of money tonight in the NBA. Tony Sincata will give out his lineup at the end of the show, but Tony, I want to start the show. Are there any injuries in the NBA tonight that uh, DFS players need to know about. I know that it looks like Steph Curry will miss the action for the Warriors again tonight. Yeah, Steph Curry certainly out tonight uh, in that game. Doesn't make anyone a must play, but Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson, and Drake, Jamon Green all playable. Uh, the big one to me is Gary Harris is playing very well for the Nuggets, is out for personal reasons. And that's going to make Jamal Murray and Will Barton both play in the heavy 30 minutes. I think both those guys are going to be playable against the Memphis Grizzlies tonight. And Anthony Davis is questionable. It looked like he wasn't going to play, but he says he's feeling a lot better. We'll see when that time comes. He says closer to tip-off. That game is a late game. You're not going to know. There's no way you're going to play Anthony Davis. And that's not what we want to know. What we want to know is if Davis doesn't play, we want to go to Marcus Cousins. But I don't think we're going to know about that in time. And Otto Porter is playing tonight. Dwayne Wade is out. All right, fair enough. If we do get any more updates on injuries in the NBA or illnesses or anybody just deciding to rest because apparently they do that in the NBA as well, Tony Sincata will certainly bring you that information. Like I said, we'll also give you Tony's NBA lineup at the end of the show. What we're going to do here, though, is we are going to build the people's lineup for the divisional round. If you haven't been watching Lineup Lock Live all season long, what we do on Fridays is we put poll questions out on Twitter at Spittin' Speeds at the Tony Sincata and the benevolent monarch that is Tony Sincata, the stable genius that is Tony Sincata. What he does is he uses his own money and he puts in an entry based on whatever the people are voting. Tony, I gotta tell you, I looked at what some of the people are doing. I'm okay with this lineup so far. I think it might oh, be really? uh, yeah. I think this is a good lineup if we did a little 50-50 action. I don't know that I like it as a tournament lineup. I think I like it as a 50-50 lineup. When we get into the uh, wide receiver three, I'm going to ask you some questions about cash versus GPP lineups and uh, which kind of players may fit better for different styles. But I think we got a good cash game lineup coming up right here for the people to be quite honest, Tony, the real question is when we get to the flex position, do you recommend potentially going with not one but two tight ends this week? Yeah, absolutely do. And uh, you guys got to notice Antonio Brown's not in the polls because of uh, – I don't know what the hell is going on with that story today with this illness that's uh, out there. And then coming off the injury, that's going to be something we're going to have to wait till Sunday uh, to figure out, figure out what we're going to do with Antonio Brown. All right, fair enough. So that is something to note. I feel good because, Tony, all but one of the people in my lineup over on FanDuel are in the polls. So we got to figure out if that's a good thing or not. We'll start doing that when we come back. It's Lineup Lock Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.
Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to Line of Block Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata getting you ready for the weekend, divisional weekend in the NFL. We also got some games to get you ready for in the NBA if you want to put a little bit of cash on a Friday, get you a little bit of extra cash for the weekend. Tony, let's get it started. We got a lot of polls to go through as we build the people's lineup. I think we got a decent cash game lineup here, Tony. Let's see what you think. Um, the quarterback is our first position. Here are our options. Tom Brady at 7,000. Case Keenan at 6,100, Marcus Mariota at 5,900, and then Matty Ice at 5,700. Tony, I want to start with Marcus Mariota. If you buy into the Vegas numbers and you see that the Titans are 13 and a half point underdogs, you got to think there's a game script where the Titans will have to abandon exotic smash mouth and put the ball in Marcus Mariota's hands. Won't that lead to fantasy production for him? I think he's a better option than most this week. I don't think he's a bad option. When you look at it, he put up 27 fantasy points last week. I'm going to take away those six points uh, that he got from the you know the pass. You don't think that's sustainable? You don't think receiving yeah. touchdowns are sustainable? The self stack? No, I don't think so. And he had 19 of 31, which isn't great, 61 percent in that one. And he had 205 yards passing, not great. He ran eight times for 46 yards. So knowing those numbers are repeatable, he can get you 21 points and then get you, you know, at 5,900, that's not a bad day. And it saves you a little money you can use elsewhere. He'd be the second quarterback I would use this week. He'd be the second quarterback you would use this week. Is that to say that the top quarterback you would use this week is the chalk TFB, Tom Brady, the greatest living American, maybe out to prove that there is a harmony at the top of the Patriots food chain? Yeah, and to give Meany some credit, Chris Meany on the last show said, you know what, I'm, I'm not sold. Brady hasn't been playing well. Well, it's hard to argue with him. 15 fantasy points, 16, 16, 11 in his last four games. Yeah, but this Tennessee Titans not- defense is kind of the elixir for that, no? It, well, he's play- he hasn't played everyone that's great. I mean, he played he played Buffalo, um, Miami, Pittsburgh, Buffalo, and the Jets. And right. he didn't put up big numbers. I mean, they're decent defense, but not great. And he hasn't put up the big numbers there. But Tom Brady in the playoffs, he's been there before. We've seen it time and time again. And he's had a week off to rest those ailments that we thought were uh, out there. So I just find it hard to believe that, you know what, sometimes we try to think too much and we go outside the box. Just throw him in your lineup. 
All right, fair enough. Tony, you mentioned something that I wanted to probe on a little bit more. When you said Tom Brady, he's been there before. And I wanted to ask you about that. That's part of my angle as it relates to the NFC. I said I like these NFC South quarterbacks more than the quarterbacks of the one, two, and three seeds. You saw what happened, Jared Goff, in his playoff debut last week. I'm wondering if the same can be said for Case Keenum, who is in our poll and getting 25% of the vote. This is a team, you know, not only is it a, uh, a quarterback making his first playoff start, but I actually believe that the home field advantage could turn into some pressure for the Minnesota Vikings this week. What do you think about Case Keenum's prospects at 6,100? You know, I, I like Keenum I like Keenum as far as the price at 6,100. I like the way he's played this year, and I like the weapons they have. I think the New Orleans defense is good, so that makes right. it tough for me. But what do I do? I, I, I think he's a viable choice, but I don't love him. I think, to me, Tom Brady and Marcus Mariota are my first two choices, and I think there's a big drop-off where I could interchange a lot of these guys. Like, the guys with all the experience in the Super Bowls have the two toughest matchups, Drew Brees and Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, absolutely. You don't, you know, you like the skills and you like the establishment of a guy like Breeze or Ben Roethlisberger, but they are going up against the Minnesota and the Jacksonville defenses. Tony, the people, remember, I said I think the people have a decent cash game lineup. The people, 39% of them are going with Tom Brady as their quarterback. They're spending $7,000. I think we could still fit their lineup into the budget, and they got TB12 as their quarterback. Let's go to their RB1. Here are the options. Tony Le'Veon Bell at 9,600, Devontae Freeman at 5,900, Derek Henry at 7,300, and Leonard Fournette at 6,900. Tony, I want to ask you real quick about the guy who is in second place in this poll, and it is Derek Henry. Derek Henry is going for 7,300 on DraftKings, but I got to tell you, over on my FanDuel lineup, I have Derek Henry at 6,700. Tony, he's like the eighth or ninth. Let me see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. He is the ninth highest uh, expensive running back on FanDuel, Derrick Henry. He's going cheaper than Deion Lewis, Leonard Fournette, Jay Ajayi, cheaper than Latavius Murray on FanDuel. Um, Can you talk about Derrick Henry as it relates to DraftKings and FanDuel this week? This is the most perplexing play of the week because... If you want to buy into Marcus Mariota as the quarterback, they're going to be trailing and they're going to be playing. You got to you got to take into account he's never caught more than two passes in a game. That wasn't he wasn't in that offense, and now Demarco Murray's out. So does that mean he's going to get that opportunity? If it is, we're great. I think you go all in, and you got Derrick Henry in there. I think a Fanduel, I would certainly take a chance. I think on DraftKings, I'm going to take a chance in a couple lineups. I wouldn't go all in on Derrick Henry because I think there's a there's a chance that he could get shut out of this offense if they get down in a hurry in this contest. So I think Henry's the guy that's going to get the ball a lot to start the game. Right. And if they can run the ball and be successful, and they might be able to be, and they might be able to be, he's going to have an opportunity. But what happens when they go down 14? We don't know because it hasn't happened that they've played the whole game without Demarco Murray. Yeah, that, that makes sense. you got to think that they're going to force-feed Derrick Henry early in the game. And if this becomes a game where, you know, the Titans, the term is like they hang around in the first half or a three-quarter game, and then the Patriots pull away kind of in the fourth quarter, extend the lead to double digits, something like that, as long as the Titans can hang around, you got to believe Derrick Henry yeah. is going to be involved. Honestly, Tony, I think the same exact thing about Leonard Fournette and the Jacksonville Jaguars. 
Jaguars. Remember week five when the Jaguars beat the Steelers? Blake Bortles threw for less than 100 yards. It was Leonard Fournette with two touchdowns and 180 yards and then two pick sixes from the defense that got the Jaguars points. So the same theory, if the Jags and Steelers is a close game, do you like Leonard Fournette uh, putting the pressure away from Blake Bortles? I think he's going to be okay either way because he got three games this year with four catches at least. So he's been used in that type of offense where he's but they they keep him on the field and they throw him little screen passes. So I think he's okay to use either way. I got him right now as the third back I'd use uh, in this uh, in this grouping. I would use him as third uh, back if I was going to spend the money. I'd spend it on Le'Veon Bell. He's just going to get too many touches that I can't ignore it. And then I would go Derrick Henry, and then I would go down to Leonard Fournette. All right, fair enough. We'll talk. A- actually, actually, that's wrong. Fournette's after the guy that's in the, the lowest guy in the poll. Then you would go Devontae Freeman third. It'd be Devontae. Yeah. So it sounds like your order for these guys are Le'Veon Bell one, Derrick Henry two, yeah. Devontae Freeman three, and then big Leonard Fournette fourth out of this group. I got to tell you, that makes me feel very good, Tony, because when we reveal my fan duel lineup, both of my running backs are in this poll. But let's look at our RB2 poll real quick, Tony. We got Deion Lewis at 6,600, Alvin Kamara at 7,800, Mark Ingram at 5,600, and Latavius Murray at 5,900. Tony, I want to go with who the people are going with. That is Deion Lewis at 6,600. My question for you is as follows. What about this Rex Burkhead news? It looks like he's getting back into practice, still on a limited basis. Earlier in the week, we heard that he was heavily favoring his knee. Then they're saying now he's looking better and better. Does that give you cause for pause as it relates to Deion Lewis? No. I I think uh, coming off back-to-back 30-point games, they're a 14-point favorite. So he's going to get the goal line carries here, uh, and he'll have an opportunity. And I think the Rex Burkhead thing, uh, I don't think he's going to play. And if he does play, he's going to play just limited basis uh, there. And I think Deion Lewis will be fine in this contest here. I mean, even even when you look at the games that he's put up as of late, um, he's gone all the way back to Week 10 with only one game, single-digit fantasy points. He's really been on a roll. All right, fair enough. So you think Sexy Rexy could be a little bit of a decoy if he does, in yeah. fact, dress, and that Deion Lewis is the play. So, Tony, so far you got to like the people's lineup. Tom Brady at quarterback, Le'Veon Bell at RB1. They're going Deion Lewis at RB2, so let's put that in for the people. Real quick, Tony, I want to ask you about these Saints running backs. you got Kamara at 7800 and Ingram $2,000 less at 56 Who do you think dollar for dollar is a better value in New Orleans this week? I would take a shot on Ingram uh, and get in the end zone. Uh, the, the, the Vikings are the number one team against running backs in the league. 5600 is a small price. I mean, if you look at Mark Ingram, right, in games, he's played a lot of tough matchups this year. Yep. His last two games, he struggled, though. Four points, nine points, so the price has dropped down. Uh, but if you go down, he's only had three games, uh, single digits the whole season. Two of them in the two in the last two games. Yeah. So that's out of the vernacular. You get no discount. And I would go, if I picked one of them, I would go Mark Ingram. Yeah, you got to think Ingram is the best bet to get into the end zone via the ground, even though it was Kamara that got into the end zone last week. Both Saints running backs had a down game last week against the Panthers. I think they were just showing that Drew Brees could still do it, giving the Minnesota Vikings even more to consider on the defensive end this Sunday. When we come back here on Lineup Lock Live, we are going to turn our attention to the wide receivers. We have three wide receivers. 
receiver polls to fill in for the people. The people have Tom Brady, Le'Veon Bell, and Deion Lewis. Let's continue building the people's lineup right here on Lineup Lock Live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Come on right back. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone, we promise. No weird viruses. No strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Welcome back to Line of Block Live here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata. We are brought to you by DailyRoto.com, and we are building the people's lineup for the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. I call it the best weekend in all of football. But we also got to get you ready for the NBA as games are about to tip in the association. Tony, you got some injury updates for us? Yeah, just with that Cleveland Dwayne Wade situation, it's even a little bigger than that because Isaiah Thomas is out as well. Mm. So I think you got to pay out for LeBron tonight, 11500 He's going to have the ball in his hands with both those guys out. Those are the two guys that carry the ball off the court. There, LeBron's going to be playing point guard tonight, folks, and he's going to get a triple-double uh, against a team that's not a bad defensive team, uh, but not great in Indianapolis. We've watched a couple games where the scores get high. Uh, so LeBron is a guy you're going to have to uh, put in your lineups tonight. The Tony Sincata says that the cornerstone of lineups tonight needs to be the king, LeBron James, with no Dwayne Wade, no IT4 as well. LeBron's usage rate should go through the roof. Let's take a look, Tony, at the wide receivers for the divisional round. And like I said, I'm excited because everybody in my FanDuel lineup is in your polls, so that means I can't be going too far off the beaten path. Here at the wide receiver one, our options are Mike Thomas at 7,200. Stefan, can you dig it? at 6200 Corey Davis at the bargain basement price of 34 and then Julio Jones at 7900 Tony, I heard you mention it on, um, at the end of On Target as well. Antonio Brown, conspicuous by his absence here. I know he's got the thigh, I mean, excuse me, the calf injury he's coming back from, an illness now. He's not 100%. Is that what gives you the concern? Or is it the catch-scratch fever, Jalen Ramsey and A.J. Bouye on the other side? I think this, there's a little bit of an advantage with this uh, injury because what what happened here is that he's going to uh, be 8100 bucks, And he's going to be low-owned. Yeah, it's an, so I, it's more the, the sickness injury because all of a sudden, you know, the guy's sick. He's, hey, and then he wasn't 100% before there. So I'm waiting to hear a little more there, and it, it makes me concerned uh, when you have to go up against that defense, and yet you got now uh, an injury and an illness to go with. So that's going to make things a little difficult. All right, well, if people don't want Antonio Brown at 8100 but they still want to pay up, they can do just like the people who are going at 42% with Julio Jones as their number one wide receiver, Julio Jones at 7900 Listen, I like the fact that he kind of you know, got back into the, the the radar of Matt Ryan. I think he had 10 targets in the in wild card weekend, has now had a double-digit targets in the last couple of weeks is what we'd like to see out of Julio Jones because the skill is certainly not a question. So they started playing in must games since week 14, and they had to, you know, they had to win to get in. You had to right. win to get in. 
And since they've taken that approach, Julio Jones has been targeted uh, 11 times, 11 times, 11 times, 10 times. So all of a sudden we're getting the Julio Jones everybody wanted at the beginning of the season. It's still a little uneasy because you see him every time he catches the ball, uh, you know, grimace to the sideline, raise his Mm -hmm. hand, go out of play, come back two plays. But the guy's getting the ball and he's putting up points, so you got to put him in there. Has he? He hasn't got in the end zone as much as we'd like, and we'd still look for him to like get targeted in the end zone. And in fact, he's only got in the end zone once in five games. Yeah, but that was in fact last week against Los Angeles Rams. We'll see if he could do it again against Philadelphia on Saturday. Tony, I got to ask you also about Mike Thomas, who's in our poll. Twenty-eight percent of the people like him. They're going with the people are going with Julio Jones. But I want to ask you, Mike Thomas at seventy-two hundred. I um. I believe Xavier Rhodes is the best cover corner in all of football. So if that is the case, do you think um, you have confidence against Mike Thomas, even against a great corner like Xavier Rhodes, especially when this offense can be so multifaceted? I understand if Mike Thomas was like the only guy out there, but couldn't couldn't Drew Brees, you know, be like, okay, fine, he's covered, no problem. I'll go hit up Mark Ingram. I'll go hit up Alvin Kamara. I'll go deep over the top to Ted Ginn Jr. A lot of other options for Drew Brees, right? Yeah, there's a lot of options there, and so that that's the thing is when you get the experienced quarterback like Drew Brees, a lot of times they won't force it to these guys. They'll go out to the other wide receiver. Now, New Orleans did lose a guy. He's not great by any stretch of imagination, but he makes some plays for them. Brendan Coleman's out for this game. Mm. Uh, so now you might see Willie Sneed actually get more targets uh, than he has all season long. I think he's got like seven for the whole season, uh, seven catches. Um, so he could be back in the mix there for the Saints. They're going to have to do something other than go uh, Xavier Rhodes. Mike Thomas, though, he's going to get his targets there. But if you look at the price right next to Julio Jones, Julio Jones is a lot better play. Yeah, absolutely. I would pay the extra 700 and go Julio myself. Tony, but the people are going Julio as well. The people's number one wide receiver this week is Julio Jones. Here's where the people start spending some money, Tony, because 57% of them are going with Adam. I got a feeling at their wide receiver, too, okay? And he's at 7,600. I want to revive the conversation that we had yesterday as it related to these Vikings wide receivers. And more importantly, you know, I talked about Xavier Rhodes as a cornerback to fear. Well, Saints rookie cornerback Marshawn Lattimore is also proving his worth as a top-tier cornerback in this league. We talked about it yesterday, Tony. Do we think Lattimore will see more of Thielen or more of Diggs? We mentioned that we think Lattimore stays on the outside, so you have to try to figure out which Vikings receiver will go into the slot, but honestly, Tony, I've seen Diggs in the slot and I've seen Thielen in the slot. How do you... uh? How do you thread this needle with the Vikings wide receivers? Well, Thielen's the guy that's played the slot the most, so I would feel safer going with him out of the group uh, it, there if you want to. If everything was equal, which is, it really isn't, because we have the uh, the prices there. Right. Uh, the prices are a lot different here with seventy six hundred and Diggs at sixty two hundred is is a cheap is a little cheap for me there. Uh, so I would I would take a shot with Diggs at sixty two hundred because of the price seventy six hundred for Allen Thielen again I would just go up to Julio Jones if you could afford both you could certainly play both but to me I, I've liked Julio Jones a lot better than I do Adam Thielen. All right, fair enough. Well, let's find out what the people have because I think the price is going to have to dictate this, Tony. Because the people, 
I was spending 7900 on Julio Jones, 7600 on Adam Thielen. Tony, I don't know if you've seen the wide receiver three poll, but we have a dead three-way tie. 30% of the poll likes D.D. Westbrook at 4400 30% of the poll likes Nelson Aguilar at 4800 30% of the poll like Muhammad It's a New Day at 5700 It is literally 30-30-30 with 10% going to Torrey Smith, the Philadelphia deep threat at 3000 Tony, um... We can make some unilateral decisions for the people. What does our budget say here? I don't want to go with D.D. Westbrook, though, Tony, because I don't want to go with any Jacksonville Jaguar. I think the Jaguars are going to try and win this game with Blake Bortles completing between 7 and 10 passes for between 80 and 110 yards. Yeah, but the thing with Westbrook is the reason why he's an attractive option is he's at 4,400, and you know he's going to be the big play wide receiver. So one time to get in the end zone is what people are taking a shot for. The guy that I would go with in this this group is uh, Nelson Aguilar. Yep. It, 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 there are people, I mean, more and more people seem to be picking the Eagles in this game lately. Yep. I mean, before it was all the Eagles can't do nothing, blah, blah, blah. Well, someone's going to have to do something for them to get in the end zone. And coming out of the slot, being the second, third wide receiver, the numbers against the, this team are, are not bad. They're not overcome. And he's made some big plays, and he's had some big games. So for me, I like Nelson Aguilar or Mohamed Sanu. It depends on how much money I have. If I if I if money wasn't an issue, I'd go Sanu. If money becomes an issue, I'd go Nelson Aguilar. Aguilar over Westbrook because of the 400 It's only $400 difference. Yeah, absolutely. I like both of those guys. When I reveal my FanDuel lineup, you will see that I like both Nelson Aguilar and Mohamed Sanu, especially a couple of reasons. One, you mentioned it. You see Julio Jones, every time he makes a catch, waving his arm, tapping his helmet, going to the sideline. This Philadelphia pass defense has been bad all season, so maybe the number two wide receiver there is Mohamed Sanu. He's been consistently targeted, and he seems to also be one of Matt Ryan's favorites in the red zone, so I think Mohamed Sanu can get into the end zone. As it relates to Nelson Aguilar, the Atlanta Falcons and Marcus Trufant, they have been decent covering the number one receiver, but they have been giving it up to the numbers two and three receivers. I love Aguilar in the slot. I think he could be the big play guy, but Tony, for the people... For the people, let's go with the mid-price option of the three. It was Sanu at 57, Aguilar at 48, and Westbrook at 44. Let's go with Nelson Aguilar at 4,800. Right now, it is a three-way tie for the people. You can always go back and check if you want, Tony. We have a little bit of time left until the polls go final. But as of now, here is the people's lineup. They have Tom Brady as their quarterback at 7,000. Le'Veon Bell at 96. RB1. Dion Lewis at 6,600. Remember, Tony Sincata does not believe sexy Rex Bryan is going to, uh, Burkhead is going to play. And if he does, he may in fact be a decoy on a limited complement of snaps. That's why we I think like. Bill got to the reporters. I mean, in two days, from two days ago, right? He was gipping around. Right. And now, oh, he looks good. Uh-huh. I think Bill got to him. Yeah, you know, Bill gets to a lot of people, but Tom Brady <laughs> gets to the ones that matter, if you want to know the truth. And then our wide receivers are Julio Jones, Adam Thielen, and I say we go Nelson Aguilar as the mid-price option of the three-way tie for our wide receiver three. Tony, I told you, I think our lineup is decent in a cash game setting. What do you think so far? Here's what I don't like about it. So far. So far. And we got a couple spots left, so yeah. it could be rectified. Yeah. Uh, they're way over the salary cap, first of all. Ah. They got about 
2100 uh, remaining. Oh, that's no uh, good. So because they they, uh, they want to spend a little money at tight end also, Tom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I think he, the, the key to me this week is to try to get as many guys as I can from the Tennessee-New uh, England game. Yeah. And I think you got to get a Tennessee guy in there because those are the cheap guys. Okay. And even even uh, the New England guys, like Hogan's 5,200, and Amendola's 4,100. So someone went that way. They should have went that way there. Uh, but they, uh, they're, they're Here's what we could do. Here's what we could do. Like our government. I think what we could do is we could take out Adam Thielen, and we could either go, we could save $1,400 just by going with the other Minnesota wide receiver, Stephon Diggs, or in that situation, if we need more salary cap relief, what we could do is we could decide which Tennessee Titans wide receiver gets the most support in the poll, and maybe go that way. Let's fill in our tight end, see what we could do at flex and defense, and see what we got to do budget-wise when we come back it is lineup lock live right here on the fantasy sports radio network if you're playing daily fantasy basketball on DraftKings or FanDuel this nba season you need to sign up for daily roto built by a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions daily roto's customizable projections podcasts strategy guides and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time better yet you can save 10 percent off using the promo code fntsy so go to dailyroto.com backslash premium to learn more about their product. Lineup Lock Live here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata. Tony, um, in baseball, real quick, a lot of arbitration cases. Today. You know, Josh Donaldson yeah. getting record deals uh, for arbitration. <laughs> Chris Bryant as well. I want to ask you, though, I think they were a little bit undervalued. You know who else was undervalued? You think that uh, homegirl Stormy Daniels should have gotten more than 130000 Homegirl Stormy. Yeah, yeah. You Do know you know about crazy? Stormy Daniels? Yeah, I, I do, but I, I don't know how to clean up the story. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm just saying, like, everybody, you know, gets a certain amount of money as payouts. Uh, I think she could have asked for more, given her leverage. Yeah, you know, it's crazy what people ask for or what they think they're worth. Like, the arbitration process is a crazy situation. Like, like you know what? You get it dictated that you get $13 million. Like, uh, people feel like this Le'Veon Bell is a piece of work. You right. know what? I, I, I really am starting to not like this guy. And he's a great fantasy player and everything. Dude, you've been a problem since you came into the league. Mm-hmm. And now a team's going to say, hey, if we can't agree on a contract, I'm going to make you one of the five highest paid players at your position. And you're going to bitch and you're going to play and you might not play. Don't play that. Don't play. Go back groceries. Go do something else. Smoke weed all you want. Just leave us alone. I, I hear you. I mean, I think he has a point. In some of the things he's saying, but I think the timing is absolutely ridiculous. That, yeah, You're about I to agree. play a playoff game. Like, don't get me wrong. <laughs> I don't. I don't disagree that he uh, deserves to kind of reshape the market given what he's done on the football field. But your team is about to play an AFC divisional round game. Like, talk to me in a month after you've yeah. given all you can for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I got to tell you though, Tony, I've been saying it for a while. I think if Big Ben rides off into the sun. Sunset, Le'Veon might try and find his way out onto the open market, but I digress. Tony, let's talk about the tight end position. Real quick, oh, yeah, real quick in the NBA. Um, what we got, Omri Caspi's out tonight, too, with um, 
Curry. So it makes uh, Nutty Nick Young uh, a little bit playable. A swaggy P. Yeah, if you need a little punt fly, he's all in there. And Anthony Davis is looking like he's playing tonight. Oh, he is. Okay, so that will obviously suppress some of the value of Boogie Cousins in those lineups. Tony, you said that we have a little bit of a budget concern with the people's yeah, lineup. Tony, 43% of the people want Rob Gronkowski as their tight end. That's 7,100. Yes. And we already have Tom Brady as our quarterback. So I really feel like we need to give the people what they want as it relates to tight end. I think we got to find a way to get Gronk into our lineup. Lineups. Yeah, so here's I, I had a similar problem when I put my lineup together, right? right? So I had Tom Brady and I had a Rob Gronkowski. Yep. And the only way to do it, the only way to do it is really to get Le'Veon Bell out of your lineup, which is a tough call when you're looking at ninety six hundred dollars. You you take that salary out, but you got to nail one of the other running backs. Can I not? Can we do it just by going down from Adam Thielen all the way down to a Tennessee Titan wideout? Uh, well, we went Adam Thielen to Stefan Diggs, so if we knock it down to... So if we instead of we go Diggs, Davis. why don't we go either Decker or Davis? Here's what we have here, okay? So, Corey, so Davis we down, Cor- Corey Davis got 11%. Corey Davis got 11%. Richard Matthews got 7%. Eric Decker got 12% of a vote at 3,800. He did touch, catch a touchdown last week. Yeah, it doesn't work. It, it, so we got to go to Corey Davis? Lineup, Tom Brady... No, even with Corey Davis. Oh, really? So if you go Tom Brady, <laughs> Le'Veon Bell... Deion Lewis, Julio Jones, Corey Davis, Nelson Aguilar, Rob Gronkowski. That leaves you 1,800 for flex and defense. Yeah, that's not going to work. That's not going to work. Okay. So So if I tell you, what if I told you, Tony, that as I go to the RB1 poll, Le'Veon Bell led that poll with 37%. However, second place in that poll, $2,300 less would be Derrick Henry at 32%. Derrick Henry. What if we go Henry in place of Lev Bell? Uh, Henry and Lewis, we can do that, and we'd have to take a ch- real cheap defense and a real cheap flex. Okay. Well, let's first talk about these tight ends real quick, okay? Yeah. I believe that Rob Gronkowski is a chalk at 7,100. He's going to be very heavily owned. But, Tony, second place in this poll with 36% is Zach Ertz, down at 5,800. Yeah. And Zach Ertz, last time he had a meaningful game with Nick Foles was Christmas night, and he had 14 targets. you got to yeah. think, like I, you said it before, I think they're going to look to try to get Foles comfortable with his safety blanket target of Zach Ertz. I think Ertz could be in for a big game. And then even the, even that Dallas game where they played the the one quarter whatever, right. and he was two for two uh, in that game. So I like Zach Ertz. I actually like Delaney Walker a little better, just because I think they're going to be down, and they, he's the one that gets right. the most ball. So I think all three of these tight ends, like I think so much of them that two of them, I don't care what two, you got to put them in your lineup in, in, in there because when I look at the prices too, Zach Ertz right fifty eight hundred bucks. Look at the wide receiver. Ted Ginn Jr. is $5,800. Mohamed Sanu, Alshon Jeffrey, Chris Hogan. Those are the receivers in the fight. I'll take Zach Ertz over all of them. Absolutely. Juju Smith-Schuster, 6000 I like Zach Ertz. Stephon Diggs, 6200 Now we're getting closer, but I like Zach Ertz. Brandon Cook, 7000 I already told you I think Rob Gronkowski is be the guy to go down deep down the middle. So I think Zach Ertz is better than all these wide receiver picks. So I think you've got to find a way to get him in and go cheaper at the wide receiver. So let's do that. 
can we do that, Tony? Can we flex Zach Ertz? Yes. Can we put Zach Ertz in as our flex play, Gronk as our tight end, and then do whatever we need to do at the wide out position to still yeah. uh, to still make it happen? I'm fine with giving the people the cheapest defense. And I got to tell you, Tony, when I look at the defensive poll that we put up on Twitter at the Tony Sincata at Spit and Speeds as well, of the defenses you listed in the poll, the people are going with the cheapest defense. And that is the Minnesota Vikings at 2,900. They do not care that they would be facing a Hall of Fame quarterback in Drew Brees. They do not care that in week one, when the Vikings beat the Saints 29-19, that the 19 points that the Saints put up was the most of any team at Minnesota all season long. They like the Minnesota Vikings at 2,900. So if we put in only 2,900 for our defense, can we make it all fit, Tony? Yeah, uh, so 2,900 gives us a 50, and I like the Vikings defense too. Uh, Drew Brees, as good as he is, is careless at times and forces the, he'll force the ball on occasion. And secondly, the Vikings defense at home has played great all season Absolutely. long. At least that's 5,100 for the wide receiver. Oh, that we will can give do that. Marquise Lee, Mark Tavis Bryant, Rashad Matthews, D.D. Westbrook, Keelan Cole are all in that area. Sure. Uh, we already have we already have Aguilar in our lineup. Yes. All right. And you wanted to get a Titan in there, right? See, here's what I would do. I would put Rashad Matthews in for Aguilar. Hmm. And let's see. And and let's see if we can upgrade a little bit here. No, and I like then, Aguilar. I like Aguilar, Tony. I really like well, Aguilar. Here's, here's 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 why you, here's why you do this. If you put Rashad Matthews in for Aguilar. You could get Chris Hogan in your lineup. Yeah, but now we're going away from what the people are saying. I'm trying to have fidelity to the people, Tony. How how are you going with the people say? I'm I'm trying to fit, I'm trying to go through the process of at least you sound like you sound like you're going through your own process. Uh, well, I'm just trying to make the I don't see the budget. Chris that Hogan we're was the with. second choice. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair right. enough. Right. Okay, so what you're saying is, is it, correct me if I'm wrong here, you have Julio Jones as wideout one? No. We, we, we oh, so, oh talk about the people. So let's go with yeah. the note. So what are you doing at wideout one? We can't, we don't have a wideout one. We can't afford it. Okay, so what are the wideouts that we have right now in this lineup? Because we went with Zach. We already overruled the people by going with Zach Ertz. Okay, I understand. I understand. So we got Gronk. <laughs> we got Gronk in tight end. We're flexing Zach Ertz. Who do the people currently have as their wide receivers? We only have Corey Davis right now, and we oh. have 49, 49.50 for two receivers each. So 49.50 each. Okay. So, I mean, to be honest, the only way, I think, to honor the people is what if we go Aguilar and D.D. Westbrook? Uh, let's see. Let's see what they have. How many? How, what was the percentage change? But Aguilar is at 48 and Westbrook is at 44. Oh, 48 and 44. No, no, no. It was like 29% both. Oh, percentage guys. for the people. Yeah, the people have Muhammad Sanu that has pulled yeah. ahead. See that? We're, we're, we're doing what we can for the people. But we're yeah, we... Do what we- so let me ask you this also as you're starting to tinker, Tony. I wanted to ask you about some of these wide receivers because I was I was choosing between when I was filling out my wide receivers in my lineup that I'll reveal on FanDuel a little bit later on. I was going back and forth with receivers at that level as well. I said, you know, the Aguilars, the Westbrooks, the Mohamed Sanus. And another guy that was in that uh, space was Ted Ginn Jr. 
And I wanted to know the difference between like cash games and the GPPs, right? Because to me, if I'm in a cash game, I'm going to go Muhammad Sanu because I think it's more stable targets, more stable catches, that sort of thing. But if I'm in a GPP for pretty much the same price on on uh, FanDuel, I'm taking Sanu out and I'm putting Ted Ginn Jr. in my lineup because he's the guy that with one play can get me 12 or 13 points. Do you buy that kind of like having yeah. the bigger like speed guy, the bigger big play guy in the GPP lineups? Yeah, that, and that, that's a great example of the two differences there. So basically what you're trying to do when you put the cash game is like, you know what, if Mohamed Sanu played 10 games and Ted Ginn played 10 games against the same opponent and Ted Ginn would average, you know, 10 fantasy points in those games, but he got those 10 by having consistency three games, three games of 25, right. and then he had six games of four but you saw Mohamed Sanu have you know eight games of uh, 12 points and right. two games of nine he, then Mohamed Sanu would be the guy going to yeah, cash the roller coaster wide wasn't as yeah, much and you let your opponent beat you you try to go that route there and so I agree with that you know if we do uh, this way, we have 700 bucks left over. but you said the Vikings were their, their number one pick, The Vikings right? were the people's defense, yes. Yeah, we're going to go 700 less. Fair enough. So we went from not having enough money to leaving $700 on the we table. We cleaned it up, government. We cleaned it up. All right. We see what the people have. When we come back here on Lineup Lock Live, we give you some lineups. We give you Tony's NBA lineup. We give you Tony's Divisional Weekend DraftKings lineup. Speeds the spitting statistician will give you his FanDuel lineup. And we figure out what the people landed on as well. When we come back, it's Lineup Lock Live. I present it by DailyRoto.com. We got 700 bucks left for the people here on lineup lock live on the fantasy sports radio network playing daily fantasy basketball this year consider daily roto your go-to resource whether you play on DraftKings or FanDuel, daily roto's customizable projections podcasts strategy guides and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time with a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions there's no better place to get your nba dfs content better yet you can save 10 percent using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyrotor.com slash premium and learn more about our awesome product. Welcome back. It is Lineup Lock Live here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. And we've come to the time of the show, the time of the week, where you get all the lineups you need to win a little bit of extra cash for the weekend. We start in the NBA. We told you about a couple of injuries at the top of the show. Tony's about to give out his NBA lineup to win a little bit of cash. Tony, flop the nuts for the people. Yeah, I'm gambling at point guard. $3,900 Isaiah Kanan. He's coming back from the injury tonight. He's going to play against Houston, the game with the highest total. I'm going to gamble on him getting enough points there. Jamal Murray, 5800 bucks, And Will Barton, a shooting guy, small forward, 5500 Gary Harris out, opens playing time for those guys. And I think they both uh, come up big and play 35 minutes. Ryan Anderson in that game against Phoenix. He's better on the road than home, 4600 Clint Capella, 7100 Phoenix can't defend the center position. I'm going to go Nick Young at 3400 because I need another cheap player. Uh, and he, there's playing time there for him tonight. LeBron James, I mentioned earlier, Isaiah Thomas out, Dwayne Wade out. He'll handle the point guard position tonight, 11500 And Devin Booker, 8200 So that is one, two, three, four guys in the Houston-Phoenix game. You'll be way behind in the standings. And then late at night, you can sit there with the wine in your hand, getting ready to toast 
it'll be about the fourth quarter before we get into the money. That's all right. We love making those late charges with the games out there on the West Coast. Tony, over on FanDuel, here's my lineup for Division of the Weekend. I'm starting Tom Brady as my quarterback at 8,800. Running back, I'm going Derrick Henry, who is just way too cheap on FanDuel. And then Devontae Freeman, who I think will carry the load for the Atlanta Falcons. You had him in the poll as well. I'm taking your advice, and I'm going with number two wide receivers this week so I can spend up at tight end. Stefan Diggs, Nelson Aguilar, and Muhammad new at wideout. Rob Gronkowski as my tight end and then you could pretty much go anywhere at defense. I know a lot of people like the Jags. A lot of people like the Vikings. I'm going with the defensive line of the Philadelphia Eagles. Tony, what do you like for Divisional Weekend? Yeah, I'm going. I've been hitting this Tennessee New England game as hard as I can. Tom Brady, 7,000. Le'Veon Bell, 9,600. LeGarrette Blunt, 3,700 mm. bucks. So I'm throwing away the second running back. I'm going to hope LeGarrette Blunt gets in the end zone. Mohamed Sanu, 5,700. Chris Hogan, 5,200. Corey Davis, 3,400. And then Delaney Walker, 5,000. Ron Gronkowski, 7,100. And the Jaguars defense, 3,300. So you mentioned that you are cool with picking two out of those three tight ends. It turns out that Zach Ertz is the one without a chair when the music stops. Is that correct? Yeah, he is out of this one, but uh, it was a little little more price-driven. There was the 800 bucks there. And... That's the whole thing. If you could take a three thousand dollars shot, uh, I I could have went with the balance running backs and put the two six thousand dollar guys in like you right. did, and, and which I will do on some of my lineups. Uh, but on this one, I kept Bell in and I used Blunt, and uh, I need Blunt to get in the end zone in that game against Atlanta. You need Blunt to get in the end zone. What about Corey Clement? Tony, I, I mean, see, I think been, he can go either way. Yeah, he's been viable. Like, he continues to get snaps for the Philadelphia Eagles. And if this gets into a game where they need to throw the ball a little bit out of the backfield, couldn't he be viable as a similar kind of punt play? He could be, but he's never caught more than three balls in a game, and that was with Carson Wentz. Mm. So I kind of I, I kind of look at that and say, you know what, it's only going to be one or two catches if he catches, catches anything out of the backfield there. Um, so I, I went with a guy, you know what, if Philadelphia stays in the game, if they try to k- keep the clock going, that's the guy, like Garrett Blunt, and that's why I'm taking a shot at him at 3700 But it could be Corey Clement. I mean, hell, every week it's somebody different. Yeah, absolutely. So we shall see. But hopefully you win a little bit of cash tonight in the association. Then our lineups hit for Divisional Weekend. And when we're back here on Monday, Tony, we will be down to the final four for the AFC and the NFC Championship. But all season long, we will be helping people out in the NBA so they could win their leagues and win that cash. Tony, what are you doing this weekend? Just watching football? Are you huddled up watching football all weekend? Yeah, my son's got a football game tomorrow morning. So then... I'm going to, uh, I'll go to that, and I'll get us uh, the football the rest of the day. Monday's a weird day. I haven't checked the schedule yet because it's Martin Luther King Yeah, they day. usually have the early games. Yeah, so you have the little early games, night games, so uh, definitely be ready there. And, of course, I'm going to fantasy freestyle next. Yeah, that will be next in about five seconds here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Happy weekend, Tony. Does your... 